Okay, I'm here at a Casual Connect, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Amanda Fitch, and I'm from Amaranth Games. Okay, and what games have you done? Uh, because I did interview you before, a while back. Um, let's see. Sure, my most known games are Avions, Grimm's Hatchery, and Yummy Drink Factory. Okay, and um, so now you're doing another Avion sequel, or is it? Yes, actually, I'm trying an experiment. I'm. I've decided that I'm going to split up Avion into books. The, the most recent game, I had so much fun with the story that I didn't want to let it go at the when, when it was supposed to end, and I realized that there was a lot more potential for it. As well, the market has been changing and prices have been dropping, which makes it very difficult to make a uh, you know 20 or 30 hour game that's only going to sell for seven dollars when you're competing against other games that are only six hours long. So so you've broken it up kind of into chapter books then. Yes. Now have you wrote the whole? Well, let's first cover story and then we'll cover the development. So have you wrote then the whole story for how the whole game is going to go right now, or is it kind of a work in progress? I have a general outline. But it is a work in progress. And let's talk about writing more. What are have you written for any other mediums or art forms? Um, and what is the difference between writing for a game versus writing for you know a book or something else? I used to be a technical writer, so I have a lot of experience writing technical manuals for uh, large corporations. The difference is the creativity, I suppose. When you're they are very similar, though. When you're when you're writing for a game, you have to be very technical. You need to set everything up so that your developers and your artists and everyone else involved can understand what's going on and it makes sense. And to do that, you really have to be organized. And do you have someone that you bounce ideas off of, get feedback on? Do you have a collaborator to actually improve the story, make sure that it's compelling? Do you storyboard the story itself? Yes, I actually... I, I storyboard myself, but I get help from everybody I work with. Uh, I'm very keen on people telling me exactly what they like and they don't like and not trying to just tell me what they think I want to hear. I, I like a good bashing. So do you then write up the full outline and then take it for feedback, or is it uh, like as you're developing the outline itself you get feedback? write the outline and then I get feedback. So I, I like to involve people from the very beginning. I'll go through the outline. It usually takes about two or three tries to get it right. And then, and then I write the cutscenes and bounce it off of everybody. Also goes through about two or three revisions. And then eventually we come to something that looks a lot better than the first thing I created. And, you know, what do you wish you would have known when you first started writing for games uh, that you now know that makes writing more effective? Well, when I first started making games, I didn't actually write any design documents. I literally started up my computer and just started writing the game code. And, of course, when you do that, you never know where you're actually going to end up and you don't know how long it's going to take. So. Writing a game design document is something new for me. I started that with Avion 2, and since then it has made development a lot easier and faster. And the design document is a, is a living document, so it's constantly changing. Are you keeping it up to date, or how does that work? The design document changes, but I try to keep it uh, when I 
before everybody starts doing a lot of work on the on a game, I try to make as few changes as possible. I, I actually do try to make it as static as possible because every time you make a change, it just requires a lot of you know, communication and there's always confusion when that happens. Um, and now, the last time we spoke, um, you were doing this alone, and it sounds like now you've gotten help. Um, so can you talk about that transition from independent or individual developer to someone who's actually relying on other people and other teams to get your project done? Sure. Well, I think there's a natural progression when you're working on your games. Every time you release a game, the, the business side starts to eat up more of your time. And eventually you get to a point where you are going to be working 26 hours in a day when you really shouldn't be and it's no longer fun. So you have to start learning how to delegate and that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Okay, so how did you find these people? Where did you find them? Did you just go to Craigslist or something else like that to find? And what, what types of people have you gotten on board to help you finish your game? First of all, I go to LinkedIn because a lot of uh, professionals, are, you know, everybody's sort of, you know, communicating and socializing there. I, the web is huge for me. I, I do everything through the web, and it's really important that I like to look for people all around the world so I can get the best sampling of who to work with. And you were doing games in RPG Maker, so are you still using RPG Maker? Have you moved on to a different platform? What's, what's the status on it? I'm still using RPG Maker because I love it, but I have moved on to other platforms. There are other games that we'd like to make besides RPG games. So the next big thing for us is Flash. And um, how are you going to bridge the gap between RPG using RPG Maker versus programming in Flash? Are there already tools like RPG Maker for Flash? I don't know that there are. I, I looked and I couldn't find anything that was really great, so I ended up biting the bullet and just hiring a team of Flash developers to take over the project. And how did you find these Flash developers? How do you know if they're even capable of making the game? I mean, how, how does that process work? I found them through LinkedIn, and I found them, a lot of people just had written comments that they, they were great to work with, and then of course I googled them, and they also had a lot of great comments. I looked at some of their games, I played their games, the games were good, I thought they were programmed nicely, and, and so I contacted them via email, and that's how it started. And how, what's the schedule then to actually get them to do work? How long will it take for them to finish it? Is it going to slow things down? Is it going to speed things up? Because this is the first time I've ever done this, I'm not sure. So we're going to have to, you'll have to ask me in about six months. Right now, it looks like it's going to be a six month project. So hopefully, if, if communication goes well, everything will work out and we'll have a game by February. And I remember you had a strong community around your games. So how is that going and how are you building that up? The community is awesome. And I'm working on building it right now. It's been a little tough because I've been swamped, but I've been bringing a lot of people on recently so I can get back to what's important and that is the community and adding new fun things for all of the folks yeah. on there. How do you keep the community engaged while you're spending six months to make a new game, you know, and they're waiting for it? 
recently what I've been doing is I've been finding a lot of really cool indie games that haven't been picked up by any portals and I've been giving, I've been trying to hunt down these games and I've been presenting them on the community trying to give people some interesting games that they can't find anywhere else to, to play and also you know I just like expanding the community. I have fun making new things like you know I we added some cottages a while back and and I'm, I'm trying to get a store like this little tiny virtual store where you get just virtual stuff on for free just I, I just like gadgets just new gadgets for them so when you say store is that in the community forum or something or, or how does that well the store is okay so like first of all we have a store for actual like real games with real money but in the community it's a little bit different you when you make when you post or when you upload artwork or when you do a bunch of things you you earn gold on the website and so right now all of these people are earning gold but we don't have anything we don't have anything to buy with that gold so we've been sort of brainstorming ways well what can they do with that gold so we're going to make some sort of a store where people can actually go to the store use their gold to to buy stuff maybe for their cottages on the website or or like little games that they can play or share with people maybe books that their friends have written yeah, so how long is that going to take to implement? Because that seems uh, like a very compelling way to keep the community engaged. It depends. If I get help, probably about two months. Pretty much um, the issue I've had over the last year is there's there was only one of me. And I've been getting a lot of help this year. And so hopefully, hopefully two months if I have help. Okay. And is it just then modifying the forum software itself, or do you have to build your own thing? Or? It's a little bit of both. There are, I've already, yeah, we're going to have to modify the forum software, but yeah, we're going to have to also build some new modules. That takes time, and you have to, finding somebody who can do it and do it right is, is difficult. And are there any other things that you do to expand the community and to keep it engaged? I know that maybe with the community, if you don't respond to them, consistently in a quick manner, you know, they may even lose engagement. How do you how do you manage that now that you're doing other things too? Oh man, that's like I'm actually asking myself the same question right now. It's So what about hiring a mod or a volunteer admin or Well, I already have that. I guess um I mean, we've been having festivals on the website, so a lot of the, one of the sort of cool things is I'm, I try to let the community sort of take over the community so it's theirs and not mine. And, you know, they do a lot of things like, you know, people put together festivals for their guilds and... Yeah. Can, you, can you talk more about guilds and festivals and exactly how that relates to the community? Because that seems a little different for most, than most forums. Sure, sure. So, and the, the great thing about this is that this wasn't my idea. This was this didn't come from me. This came from all of the the Amaranthians on on the forums and the guilds a long time ago. Uh, you know, people had played Avion one, and there were guilds in the game. And so I had a lot of players who were like, "Hey, man, why can't we have guilds in the forum?" And so I said, "All right, fine. I'll I'll make you some guilds." So I I created uh, some titles for people of different guilds, like the. Enchanters and the Dragon Lords, things like that. And 
I just I made this rule that when you got a thousand posts, you could join a guild. So that's how that worked. And then as the guild started to grow, the, the guilds sort of became their own little societies, and and you know they would approach me with with all sorts of things that they want. And one of the big things that took off were festivals. And a festival is when a guild, each of the guilds has their own forum. And when there's a festival, people can uh, go into that forum and and uh, they they share things like they share recipes and they share stories and everything you can think about under the sun uh, regarding that festival. The whole site changes its layout. So when you when you go to the festival, you actually look like you're in a festival that's going on. And is it only one guild that can hold a festival at a time, or is it a whole, you know, um, forum-wide festival? There's no written rule, but in general, the guilds have said to me that they they like to keep their festivals at separate times so that there's no guild wars. Yeah, so what about battles in guilds or working together with other people, alliances? I mean, have you then added that functionality to the forum so that people can be more engaged? has actually sort of done that themselves. So they've, you know, a lot of them, they have their little, they have alliances and and, and such things. But I don't, I don't actually have a section where they can have, where they can do guild wars. I've, actually, that is one thing I've been meaning to do, but I just haven't had the time to do that I'd, I'd like to. And you mentioned that there are guilds in the game itself. I thought that was an RPG maker game. How can you have guilds in a single player RPG game? Or am I missing something? Well, okay, when you have a guild in a game, so you have a lead character, and the character has, uh, what, I, what I try to do with the games, uh, with the Avian games, characters have choices. And one of your choices is, well, you could go off and you could be a witch, you could be a sorcerer, you could be a dragon lord, and whenever you join a guild you get special things, like you might get some special spells, or you get special hints, or, or you get to unlock a treasure trove of goodies that you couldn't get to if you joined another guild. Sounds good. And do you have any then suggestions or um, insights that you can share with other indie game developers based on your experience so far with your games? I think it's a really good idea when you start out to have your hand in everything, but when you start to grow, you'll know when it happens, when when you start to work 18 hours a day, then it's time to hire help and and uh, try not to do everything yourself. Learn how to delegate. And what about keeping up on new trends or new platforms? I know you mentioned that you're now doing Flash and potentially other ones. Is that something that you've been doing more of? It's something I've wanted to do for a while, but I simply couldn't because there was only one of me. When there's only one person, you can only do so much. So if, if you really want to reach out to all of these different areas, it's, it's good to have at least two or three other people close to you who can help make it happen. And where can listeners go to play your game, you know, and maybe even join the forum or whatever else? The best place to find my games is amaranthia.com, or you can just, you know, Google Aviant, and we're at the top of the list. Okay, so how do you spell Amaranthia? A-M-A-R-A-N-T-H-I-A, and we call that Amaranthia Kingdom. So when you join, when you sign up on the website, you join Amaranthia Kingdom, and you're an Amaranthian. Thank you very much.